The Tar Heels got some very interesting transfer portal news over the weekend. Could a former foe become a friend and a teammate? We're going to find out. Let's talk about it coming up on today's episode of Locked on Tar Heels. You are Locked on Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, it's Monday, May 23rd, 2022. Welcome into the Locked on Tar Heels podcast. I'm your host, Isaac Shade, and I want to thank you for making Locked on Tar Heels your first listen every single day and your first watch for those of you watching on YouTube. Wherever you are taking in this podcast, would you make sure to subscribe? We're free and available anywhere you listen. If you're watching on YouTube, you can hit subscribe. Would love for you to hit the like button while you're there. Leave a comment, all of that good stuff. Man, thanks so much for tuning in. It's great to be back for another great week on the show. Well, as I teased off the top, Carolina got some interesting transfer portal news in the basketball world over the weekend and so let me just give you a little bit of context set it up first and then we will dive into it as a reminder carolina thanks to kerwin walton's transfer has one scholarship available for the 2022-23 basketball season now there is a possibility that the Tar Heels will stand pat, meaning they won't go get any any transfers, which means we wouldn't hear any noise other than if they don't give out that scholarship to someone else, they would likely give it to one of the walk-ons to reward them for their efforts. That would mean that the coaching staff ultimately feels that what they have is exactly what they want. They, they, they don't think there's anyone else that either from a talent standpoint or a chemistry standpoint could set their team ahead of where they are now. However, I don't think, given everything I've heard and known and seen, um, given the current makeup of the team and with the depth needed in the front court to help out Armando Baycott, I, I think Carolina is going to go get a front court player. I think ideally you want that stretch four to at least work at replicating what Brady Manick left behind or as a secondary option, or maybe it's the team's first option, I'm not sure, get a backup, a reliable backup for Baycott. Those are the things that we're staring at. Now, as we've talked about on the show before, the NCAA deadline for withdrawing from the NBA draft is June 1 in order to maintain collegiate eligibility. Yes, the NBA does have their own later deadline, but that has nothing to do with NCAA eligibility. If you want to come back and play in college this year, you have to pull out of the draft by June 1. Now, we are still, as of when you're watching this on Monday, we're still nine days away from that deadline. So, frankly, I was expecting not to get any noise yet until, um, you know, probably this upcoming weekend as we get towards that June 1st deadline. But on Saturday, as I alluded to, word came down that Baylor's Matthew Meyer had officially withdrawn from the NBA draft. 
I, I would say this was expected because his name wasn't showing up on many mock drafts or things like that. However, he himself had stated that his goal was to declare for the draft, stay in the draft, and, and not come back to college. However, he had, just as a, a safety valve or so as to give himself all sorts of options, entered the transfer portal as part of his draft declaration. And so, ultimately, what this says to me is that Matthew Meyer has gone through um, some things, uh, gone through some of the, some of the conversations, and just not gotten the news back that he wanted um, from from NBA teams. Meaning, either he didn't get a first round guarantee, which is what most people would be looking for, or maybe there was just enough like, hey, these are the three, four, five things you really need to work on, and then come back into the draft next year and knock it out of the park. And so what whatever it was that he heard back on Saturday, Adam Zagoria reported that Meyer was indeed um, pulling out of the draft. And, and here's kind of the quote from Zagoria's article. He, and this is quoting what Meyer said to him, I've decided I'm coming back to college, but don't know where. Meaning, I you know, at least that's publicly what he's saying. Who knows what's going on behind the scenes, but at least publicly we are hearing Matthew Myers pulling out of the draft. He's definitely going to play in college, but he doesn't know where that is yet. Um, could that be going back to Baylor? Potentially so. Uh, it seems likely that he would go elsewhere, though. I, but again, um, knowing Coach Scott Drew, knowing... Um, Coach Brooks and the rest of the assistant coaches and knowing the young man that Meyer is, I'm assuming they have had great conversations on his way out and said, with our blessing, you go and pursue this professional opportunity. So I would imagine that bridge is not burned and there's a possibility there. Um, however, let, let's say that Carolina would be certainly a great fit for him. Now, one thing to keep in mind, at this point, Baylor is the only school to which um, he can even go visit and be on campus. Why? Because there is an NCAA-mandated dead period from May 19 to 27. What does that mean? Matthew Meyer couldn't even come on, on a visit officially to Carolina's campus until May 28th which um, hasn't come yet. As, as of today, May 23rd, it's still five days away, the end of this week. And so um, I, I wouldn't be surprised to learn that he has scheduled a visit to Chapel Hill, maybe for this weekend, maybe for um, a, a weekend soon to come, and, and maybe a couple other visits if he wants to keep all those options open. So uh, let me just say a couple things about what I think um, Meyer would do. Remember, uh, there is no guarantee that he is going to be a Tar Heel. Th there was nothing, no one has reported, hey, if Meyer pulls out of the draft, he's going to Carolina. That's not a thing. Um, there's just, at this point, a lot of rumor and I'd say hope and assumption on the part of a lot of people. However, I do think that he legitimately would be a good fit in Carolina. Uh, at, at Baylor, he played around a pretty guard-heavy team, particularly that national championship team. And so very similar to Brady Manick, had learned how to operate and um, contribute to the Bears without being a ball-dominant player. 
um, and being effective and efficient when he did have the ball in his hands or when he went and got it in terms of an offensive rebound. Uh, he would add this requisite front court depth that we're talking about as a 6'9 player. Um, now, he is not... He is a three-point shooter, but he is not the three-point shooter that Brady Manick is. Um, again, as I've said all along this offseason, Brady Manick isn't out there in the transfer portal. Someone in terms of three-point shooting caliber as a stretch for. Like, that's just not there. At the same time, there are things that Matthew Meyer would bring to the table that Brady Manick didn't necessarily bring to the table in some other intangibles. And so you get a little bit of a trade there. But hear me say that if Matthew Meyer comes to North Carolina, it's not a one-for-one -one exchange of he's bringing exactly what Brady Manick brought. That's just not a thing. Um, but again, similar to Brady Manick, Matthew Meyer, from everything I've seen and heard about him, is a team first guy. Again, used to not always having the ball in his hands, but still making um, winning plays for his team. Now, I... Uh, like it or not, social media is part of the game in this day and age. And so when you look at his Instagram, he follows people like Sean May, Leaky Black, Caleb Love. Um, that's not nothing, but it's also not everything. There's plenty of other college basketball players that he follows. So read into it. Don't read into it. Totally up to you. But there, it's not nothing. Um, and again... There, there is this argument to be made for the Tar Heels that I've heard from a lot of people that says don't mess with the chemistry you've already got. Don't cut into Puff Johnson's minutes. And ultimately, this comes down to the coaching staff deciding, again, are we good with who we've got or can we be a better team by adding someone? If so, do it. If the coaching staff wants it, do it. If Matthew Meyer wants it, do it. If the current players particularly want it, do it. If not, don't. You, Hubert Davis, have to make that decision. And Hubert Davis knows a whole heck of a lot better than I do what this team needs to fill it out. Now, we've talked about Matthew Meyer, but there is another name that has risen in prominence as these weeks of the offseason have gone on. It's somebody else who's in the transfer portal, but also in the NBA draft. Who's it? We're going to talk about it in just a second, but first let me tell you about Built Bar. Friends, last week we were talking about birthday cake puffs. This week we were talking about brownies. Now, I love brownies. I'm an ooey-gooey brownie guy. I want the, uh, the center. You know what? I'd even take an edge as long as the middle piece of it is still ooey-gooey. So that means that I love brownie batter so much. Sometimes when I if I'm making brownies, I'm going to eat half the batter before it even gets in the oven anyway. And so imagine if you could take that spatula and lick it clean and get some protein in at the same time and you're in luck because built.com has a new creation and it's better than ever. This is the brownie batter puff. That's right. You heard me, the brownie batter puff. So it takes protein bars to a whole new level and they're available right now on built.com. Have you tried any of the puffs yet? If not, you need to. Uh, they're chocolate covered marshmallow protein bars, essentially what we're looking at. Delicious and, and, and a marshmallow flavored, covered in 100% real chocolate. It's 140 calories, 
17 grams of protein, that's great, and just seven grams of sugar. And with that, the brownie batter puff is a perfect pick-me-up for any day of the week. And so because of this uh, this protein idea, the good numbers on, on the sugar and, and calories, that means you can both eat healthy and enjoy doing it. They're made with collagen protein, these puffs are, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides ton of health benefits. The brownie batter puffs will leave you completely forgetting that you're eating a protein bar. No need to pinch yourself, this is real life. So, go to built.com and get your brownie batter puffs right now. And while you're there, use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your order. Again, that's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. I want to encourage you to check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast hosted by our good friend Peter Bukowski. The biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions to games, big news, everything, the take of the day, all of this is available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and anywhere else that you get podcasts. Make sure you go check that out. One of the best offerings of the Locked On Network. Okay, so there's this other player... I've been on the Matthew Meyer train this entire offseason. I'm totally down and all in on that. But there's another player that's risen to prominence that I feel like I would be just about equally as comfortable with. It's not Pat Baldwin Jr., um, none of these other guys. It is, in fact, Pete Nance, um, player from Northwestern. Northwestern with their great heritage of basketball history and success. But but seriously, the more I've seen of Nance, his tape, the things he's able to do, I feel good about what he would bring to the table. Now, unlike Meyer, Nance is still in the NBA draft, um, but also, similar to Matthew Meyer, is in the portal. One of the things that often paints a picture for you is, is some of the moves from the NBA. Nance didn't get a, an invite to the NBA Combine, and so that tells you what they might think about him and his capability. However, you know, I talked about Matthew Meyer being all in on the draft. Pete Nance was like, I'm not even entertaining talking to potential transfer schools. I'm all in on the draft. If and when a day comes that I decide to pull out of the draft, then we'll talk to schools. But that day is not now. His sole focus is on the draft. Now, Pete Nance brings um, something to the table that Matthew Meyer doesn't, and that's a little more height. And so you're getting a, a little bit closer back to that Brady Manic range in terms of height and what he could bring to the table. Last season, averaged 14.6 points per game and 6.5 rebounds per game at Northwestern. That's very comparable to what you're getting out of someone like a Brady Manic. Again, similar to Meyer, doesn't have either the um, amount of three-point attempts or the the percentage as Brady Manic, but there, there's some encouraging signs there. For his career, Nance has played 107 games, 74 of those as a starter. He has one. He's in the thousand-point club, 1,025 total points, 578 rebounds. For his career, he shoots 45.6 from the field. Now, for a big man, you might think, well, that's low. Shouldn't he be in the 60s? But keep in mind, this is a guy who can step out and shoot as well. 
Also an encouraging sign, he shoots in the 70% from the free throw line. And when you take into account everything uh, that this team did from the free throw line this year, um, essentially everybody at the 1-2-3 spots who are starters, Love, Davis, and Black, all bring that. Plus, if your stretch four is a 70% free throw shooter, and if um, Baycott could do anything to up his just a little bit, you've got another really good free throw shooting team. That is encouraging. Now, when we look, I think the biggest question is, can he shoot the three? This is something that's been building and progressing during his time in college. The last two seasons, let's look at that. His junior and senior years of things have really been coming together. Um, has shot 41.5% from the three-point line. I'll take that. Any like Anybody who's shooting 40%, especially as a stretch four, that's huge, and you want that. Now, here's the difference from Brady Manick. In those two years, Nance has only attempted 159 three-pointers, made 66 of them, which translates to that 41.5%. But is that a big enough sample size to trust what you're getting in terms of percentage? What would happen if we extrapolated that uh, attempts number out to three or 400 attempts over the span of those two years, would he stay at 41.5%? That's what you as a coaching staff have to figure out if you want to take a one-year waiver on this guy. You know from what you saw with Brady Manick last year that there's going to be a green light if they trust this person in this position. That would be true for Meyer. That would be true for Nance or whomever comes in or whether it's somebody like Puff Johnson that stays in that role as a little bit of an undersized stretch for the free throw shooting numbers, the you know what he's done these past two seasons from behind the three-point line seem to tell me that uh, he's got the touch. Not to mention that Pete Nance is a good facilitator, probably even better so than Brady Manick was. Brady is a very willing and capable facilitator and passer, but it's something that um, Northwestern like utilized and put a lot of time into. So last year... Nance had an assist percentage over 20%, 22.1, which is second best on their roster. In fact, last year in, in high major D1, meaning like the major teams, he was one of only three players, six foot nine inches or taller, to have an assist rate of 20% or higher. That is super encouraging on a team that was at its best last year when it was distributing and sharing the ball well. Think about like the first two rounds of the NCAA tournament. A team that um, historically has done a lot of high to low passing. Think about playing Syracuse's zone and the way people like Kennedy Meeks and Bryce Johnson carved it up a couple years ago. That's, that's what you're looking for in somebody. And so there's a lot of that that Nance brings to the table that would be a big win. So for me, ultimately, at the end of the day, whether it's Nance, whether it's Matthew Meyer, or someone else, I am still of the firm belief that Carolina needs a consistent and trusted stretch for to draw attention away from Baycott and vice versa. That, that Baycott could draw defense away from so this person could shoot. I think you have 
something similar to that in Puff Johnson. I don't think you have that in Dontrez Styles. I think once Jalen Washington is a full go, you're going to have that with him. But but is that a thing, both as a freshman and coming off injury? Not yet. And so I think, I truly feel like you as a coaching staff really want a Matthew Meyer or a Pete Nance. I keep wanting to say Larry Nance. That's funny. Um, one of these two guys, I think, has to be a target and candidate. And I hear the voices saying like, no, 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 stick with what we've got. Let's not mess up chemistry. But again, the coaches wouldn't pursue this if they didn't feel like it was the right fit, if the if the potential transfer didn't feel like it was the right fit, and the rest of the, the roster didn't feel like it was the right fit. Um, and so if all that's in line, let's go get one of these guys. Let's make it happen. If not, don't. And just stick with what you got and let the chips fall with where they may. Well, uh, the North Carolina men's basketball team was not the only team in this spring semester to have a great postseason. In fact, there are two women's teams right now that have been on a great postseason run. One of them still going, one of them unfortunately just finished. Who are they? What did they do? We're going to talk about it in just a moment right after I tell you a little bit about Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models of cars and trucks and other vehicles, it's nearly impossible for your local auto parts store to stock everything you need. And why try to go to the counter to go through all those questions that the, the clerk's going to ask you that you know you don't know? I know I don't know the answers to these. Uh, is your pilot, is it an EX, an EXL, an LX, a Touring, what is it? Man, I don't know. That's your job is to go look at it and tell me. And then you got to wait while they see if they've got the parts and st uh, it's a whole thing. Why go through all that when I could just get online at rockauto.com and go find the parts for myself rather than having to go to the store and wait on it. Rock Auto is a family-owned business serving do-it-yourselfers just like you for over 20 years. That longevity is a comfort that you can believe in. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer and their inventory has everything you need. No worrying if the local store has it in stock right now. So go to rockauto.com, see all the parts available for your car or truck. And while you're there, write locked on in the how did you hear about us box so that they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car or truck will ever need. That's rockauto.com. Well, 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 man, who run the world? The ladies run the world. And so let's start with this women's lacrosse team who's just been so dominant the past several years, making it to the final four year after year after year, but just to this point, not been able to get over the hump in the past several years. And so we want to check in on them. So last Thursday, uh, they played in the Elite Eight against Stony Brook at home there at Dorrance Field. Uh, last time they would be there regardless of what happened. And uh, Carolina got out to a good lead, but low scoring. It was 3-1 to one, Tar Heels early in the second quarter, but then Stony Brook went on a 3-0 run over the rest of the first half and took this 4-3 to three lead into halftime. You just don't see that with this undefeated Carolina Tar Heels team. Uh, especially you don't see it at this low scoring of a level. The Tar Heels are just electric offensively, putting ball after ball into the net. Now, in the over the course of the third quarter, the teams 
traded goals and really back and forth got to the point where Stony Brook was up five to four. But then over the course of the rest of the third quarter and all throughout the fourth quarter, the Tar Heels went on a 4-0 run to take home this victory 8-4. Hard fought against a, a gritty defense from Stony Brook. Great job. Way to overcome. That's, that's what you get with a veteran squad who's able to do this. So what does that mean? The Tar Heels now move into the final four. And it's all the top four seeds. We got the chalk going um, into the final four, which will be this upcoming weekend. So the top four seeds are Carolina, number one, Maryland, number two, uh, that, that nemesis, Boston College, number three. Thankfully, they're on the other side of the bracket and wouldn't see them to the national championship game, although they've beat them this year already a couple times. And then the fourth seeded uh, Northwestern, where uh, Pete Nance would be transferring from. And so hopefully uh, Lady Tar Heels won't beat up on them too bad and hurt their chances for the basketball team. No, that's not a thing. Anyway, so uh, squaring off this weekend, North Carolina versus Northwestern in one semifinal, and then Maryland versus Boston College in the other. For the Tar Heels, this is their fourth straight Final Four appearance, 22-21, no uh, Final Four in 20 because of COVID, and then 19 and 18. And so this is their fourth straight and 10th in the last 13 um, tournaments played. I mean, that's just ridiculous kind of numbers. We're talking the heyday of um, North Carolina women's soccer, minus the championships, obviously. 10 of the past 13 seasons in the Final Four. But now, they need to finish the job. In in this four-year run of making it to the Final Four, they haven't won a national championship. Jamie Ortega has never won a national championship despite everything else that she's done. And so that's what we're looking to see. Can the Tar Heels finish the job? We sure hope so. And so uh, that that march on to uh, win the crown starts Friday, 3 p.m. Eastern time against Northwestern. So make sure you tune in to that and cheer on the ladies as they play. We got you. We got your back. Then uh, the other team, I said that one team is still going. We just talked about them, and that means, unfortunately, this other team has finished their season, and that's the women's tennis team. Last Friday, they played Pepperdine in the Elite Eight, um, just fought out a tough victory, and that one came down to the final match. The Tar Heels won the doubles point, and then the just a bunch of singles victories for both teams. Uh, Carolina had two, Pepperdine had one, and then it all came down to number six singles where the Tar Heels won and advanced into the final four, um, which as the top seed, you you definitely want to see. Same as the women's lacrosse, all chalk. Um, Carolina as the top seed. Um, Oklahoma as the two seed. Deke? Who's Deke? Duke as the three seed, and then Texas as the four seed. Unfortunately, the Tar Heels lost in the Final Four to Texas, who then on Sunday night went on to beat Oklahoma in the national champion. And so it's one of those things where you're like, ah, oh, you know, at least we lost to the national champions. But, man, the Tar Heels have just been right on the door of winning this national championship for so many years now. And they just haven't been, they've won that indoor championship multiple times and just haven't been able to do it on the outdoor side and really thought this was the year. Um, but I get, there've been some signs down the stretch, the ACC tournament uh, just weren't playing to the level they had been and some other things. And so in some ways this isn't a shock, but it's just like, ah oh, man, I really wanted this for this team. They're so fun, so, so engaging to watch. Um, and so 
for those moving on, graduating. Um, best of luck to you for those who are returning. Man, we got you. We're behind you. Uh, I'd love to see you come back and do it again next season. Well, that is it for today's episode of Locked on Tar Heels. Thanks for starting off your week with me. Coming up on tomorrow's show, the CBS released last week a listing of the top um, college football coach rankings. And so we're going to unpack it, talk about where Mac Brown falls on that list, other ACC coaches. Did they get it right with Coach Brown? All of that, we're going to talk about it tomorrow. I want to thank you again, as always, for making Locked on Tar Heels your first listen or your first watch of the day. Please, 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 please go subscribe to the show everywhere you listen or watch podcasts for those on YouTube. Smash the like button, leave a comment. Would love to know what player you want the Tar Heels to pick up in the transfer portal or if you don't want them to get anybody and you think they're good as they are. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked on Heels, or you can follow me at Isaac Shade, I-S-A-A-C-S-C-H-A-D-E. Bingo, bango, bongo. And now I want to encourage you to go make, <clears throat> excuse me, Locked on NBA Big Boards your second listen of the day. Raphael Barlow, Richard Stamen, Sam Ferris, and Leif Thulin give fans an in-depth look into the biggest prospects, the latest player rankings, and of course, big boards. So, Follow Locked On NBA Big Board Podcast every day on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and everywhere else that you get your podcasts. Well, I want to thank you all so much for diving into your Monday with me, getting the week started the right way, uh, getting some great transfer portal news. Hopefully, one of these guys um, will decide that, you know what? I want to be a Tar Heel because you know what, friends? You know this just as whale as I, a whale. Whales live in the ocean, Isaac Shade. Come on. You know this as well as I do. Say it with me. It's a great day to be a Tar Heel. Until tomorrow, peace!